Hello and welcome to the Wind Thieved Hat. Now there can't be many people in the UK who combine running a fish and chip shop seven days a week with being an internationally acclaimed photographer. But Kasim Hakimi is such a person. Kasim, who arrived in the UK from Iran just over 30 years ago, photographs for love. For the love of the medium itself, but also for the love of people, he's endlessly fascinated by the people who come into his shop for a bag of chips. Our conversation was an absolute pleasure. It's rare to meet someone as talented and someone as modest. Sit back, relax and meet Kasim. Hi, nice to meet you. It's good to meet you too. Um, yeah, it's a real pleasure, real pleasure, pleasure to be here mine. with you today um, in your home. Thank you. Pleasure thanks, is mine. Thanks for the delicious lunch as well. <laughs> You're most welcome, don't mention. <laughs> so, um, I am very interested to talk to you um, about your life and work today. And I have, as you know, some questions lined up. But I'd like to begin with a quote that I read in uh, the introduction mm -hmm. to a book that you've made of a series of photographs uh, of street life mm -hmm. in Iran. Mm -hmm. And um, the guy who wrote the introduction quoted you and you said, every day is an epic story unfolding. The people I see are characters in an epic event. If you survive and enjoy life and manage to be happy, to overcome life's difficulties, you are a champion. We're only alive for a few days, a few hours and seconds. Every breath I take, I enjoy. When I wake up, I thank God for another chance. Yes, that's true. Yes, yes, that is true. Thank you, God. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Yes, that is true. I mean, we should be very grateful for oh, every second of our lives. Every breath you take, inhale is pleasure, exhale is pleasure. Stop one of them and you won't be happy. So enjoy and be thankful, thankful for everything. There is a natural sort of joy in your work mm. and the kind of sense of compassion and love and positivity um, that is not often present in photographic portraiture. Mm -hmm. Yes, well, I'm, so, I'm a sort of positive person. And I love the creation, uh, so I have love for everything, people, plants, the whole universe, because we are one, we should be one with one, each other, you know, so you have to respect and love and accept everybody else, and especially people I find very fascinating, and uh, I love to communicate with them uh, through the heart. <laughs> You know, and if I take a picture of anybody, I like to have connection, not only pictorial collection, not only recording the outer shape, but as much of the inner uh, character as, as I can. And show, if I can, the connection between the sitter and myself. Somehow that uh, it transmits to the viewer, 
and the viewer gets the feeling and that connection between us. If I can do that, I'm very happy. Well, I think you've, uh, I think you've definitely <laughs> done that. And we'll, we'll return to talk about some of your work in, in, in a little while. Um, but let, let, let's rewind right to the back of the, the beginning of uh, Kasim Akimi's life. So you, you grew up in Iran. Yes. What was life like as a, as a kid growing up in Iran? Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> Tell me a bit about it. Well, I had wonderful parents, wonderful grandparents, wonderful friends, beautiful life, nothing missing. Anything you could ask for was there, safe, beautiful, lovely. And were you, were you in the city, in the countryside? Uh, my dad used to uh, travel, uh, get uh, worked. He had to. He was an engineer, so he would get uh, jobs to do in different parts of the country. So we we moved to different cities quite often and lived in different parts for a few years, and then we would move to another place. But most of the time, I lived in Tehran. Yeah, in the ma- the major city of Iran. Yeah, that's the capital. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I guess Tehran was a was a city of color and bustle and life and uh, people. Tehran was different to now. It's more concrete and marble now. It's many high-rising buildings now. But in those days, there were lots of gardens, big gardens, uh, more greener, greenery place, places, uh, cleaner air. It was more relaxed, yeah. Like any city which has grown up too much. Yeah. It was better then, I think. More. And were you always curious about people? Were you always interested in, in the lives and... Yeah, so I always observed people. I always thought people look uh, interesting, what they do, how they react. You know, even when I was a kid, I would do something to see how they would react. I was interested. And when I was a kid, even five years old, I loved theater. I, 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 I thought it was so interesting when people were acting. I, I loved it. Yeah, I loved visual things a lot. Mm-hmm. Cinema. Mm-hmm. I went to cinema every week without fail with my dad on mm-hmm. Sunday afternoons. Mm-hmm. There's a, a great tradition of cinema in Iran. Well, I don't think it was that as it... Well, in those days, it wasn't as good as it is now. Uh-huh. You know, but now, the cinema in Iran is amazing. They are really artistic and mm-hmm. they do really well. I'm proud of them, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm very proud of them. I think limitations that they have given them has forced them to make intellectual, arty films that they have to imply things. And, and, and it has really improved mm-hmm. the standard of the film in Iran. Mm-hmm. As we know from your work, uh, which we'll come to, uh, limitations can sometimes be a good thing, can't they? Yeah. When it comes to creativity. Mm-hmm. So who... who um, who, who first turned you on to, to photography? Do you, do you remember your first first camera? My first camera was my dad's camera. God bless him. Contax 3A, a rangefinder. Good camera. Good camera. You don't need anything else if you have that. Yeah, it's a very good camera. That's it. That's, that's the one I started with, yeah. And how old were you when you uh, got your hands on your dad's camera? Well, obviously he always made it available to me, but I think... 
Uh, when I was when I came to England, he gave his camera to me. So I was fourteen, and then I took pictures of my friends at boarding school and things like that, and mm. then of my dad and things like that. And then, and then when I was nineteen, I became really seriously interested in photography, especially in street photography. I don't know why, but I just started. Became, so I started taking pictures. In the streets and so. So coming to the UK was that was that to go to school? Was that to do, yes, around that, the time of the revolution? Was that no no, no, no. it was five years before. I, they sent me. I went to boarding school. Okay. I, I came here for education, and then okay. I was supposed to return. But uh, I haven't. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sad for you. Okay. But <laughs> good you for lost me. your ticket. <laughs> yeah, I lost my ticket. <laughs> right. Okay. I see. Yeah. So you you. Um, you had a camera, and you, you, you're in the UK, and and, and sort of towards the end of your teens, you, you you started taking photography a bit seriously, but it, it never yeah. became a profession, did it? No, I don't want it to be a profession, really. I just did it for love. Uh, if it becomes a profession, I have to do jobs which probably which I don't like, and I I probably go off it, perhaps. You know, I want it to be a passion and. Uh, I want to do it in my own space and at my own pace and things I like to do. Now, if people like what I like to do, great. If they don't, I don't mind because I'm just doing it for myself. And I think when you do art, you have to do it from your heart, not because of getting money out of it or any money, because then it becomes a bit empty. I don't think... I don't know. Some people might be able to do it, but I think if you do it for love, it's different. It's will show. And what is it that you love about photography, do you think? I'm a very visual person. Excessively. Like, for instance, when I was a kid, I used to dream cartoons. Uh, and when I'm, I'm always imagining things, and I, I remember things since I was one and a half years old, like film, as if I'm seeing the film of that time. Colors, angles, details. It's, I'm very strange. So, yeah, so when I see things in the world that compositionally interest me, I can't stop photographing it. Because later on, I want to see them and observe them and understand them better. Okay. Because they are only there f- for an instant. So it enables you to capture that fleeting moment. That's right. And then return to it. That's right. And keep it. Yeah. What interested me. Yeah. And we we were chatting earlier. You said you you tried painting, but yeah, painting I did. I did paintings for A levels. Yeah. I did A level art and O level art. It's good. It's good fun, but it's too slow. I'm hyperactive. I, I want it done yesterday, not yeah, today. Yes. So photography is quick, quick yeah. medium. Yes. That's really interesting about photography, isn't it? That um, you take a picture at a fraction of a second, but a great photograph has a kind of resonance that lives long beyond that moment. Well, you see, you can... You can keep moments two ways. Filming and photography. Filming is also great, but uh, 
it takes much longer. You have to come to the point. You have to show many things when you film to, to show it. But sometimes your point, if you are observant and you can capture it in one five hundredth of a second, you can tell a story in one photograph, which is difficult, but it's a challenge. You know, for instance, street photography, you know, in anywhere, especially in street photography, for instance. You know, there's a difference between street photography and street photography. Street photography, you can take picture, it shows this, what's happening and so on. But there's one street photography sort of genre that you see a composition and uh, it shows you something. Not just haphazard taking, okay, it looks beautiful, okay, so what? The other things, it's more depth to it. I like that sort of photography mm -hmm. and God helped me to do it. I don't know whether I can or not. I think you can. I don't know. So when um, I came to know your work when I, I first saw it online, when the Museum of Modern Art in Oxford were exhibiting mm -hmm. your pictures, mm -hmm. and um, alongside the photographs was an image of you outside a fish and chip shop. And I thought, this is curious. Mm -hmm. here's, here's a, a man... Mm -hmm making these wonderful portraits um, who apparently seems to be running a fish and chip shop as well. So how long have you been, um, how long have you had the chippy? 30 years. 30 years. Wow. You see, if you eat my fish and chips, you look good in the pictures, you see? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, 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 we've already had lunch, but maybe we can pop down uh, Earthly Road for, uh, for a chip supper uh, later on. Um, so you, you you worked in the chip shop for thirty yes, more, yes, more, more, more than thirty years, yeah, yeah. And, and presumably you got to work quite hard in the fish and chip shop. Very right? hard, long hours, long hours, seven days a week. In the beginning, I used to do one hundred and twenty-eight hours a week. Yeah, from wow. nine in the morning till three in the next morning, I used to be there doing preparations. Wow, yeah, yeah. But now I work a bit less. But to somebody who is fascinated by people. It's Although great. I'm sure the work is extremely hard, and you know, <laughs> uh, no, you're not you're not driving no. around in a Ferrari, but yeah. but you have a constant stream of people that you can chat to and engage with, and yes. and and uh, that must be very rewarding. Yes, I love it. It's fantastic the interaction between pe uh, me and the people. I enjoy it thoroughly. I am sort of people's people, you know. Uh, is that correct English? Yeah, yeah. I can't sit in in an office. I can't. First of all, I am hyperactive. I'm as if I've swallowed uh, uh, what do you call that thing? Spring, spring, <laughs> spring, spring. I yeah. can't sit down yeah. like that. Yeah, and you're uh, doing well so far. Yeah, I'm yeah. doing so far. <laughs> yeah, just a few minutes, and then until the coffee kicks in, the caffeine. <laughs> anyway, and so it's good for me to be there. Yeah, and standing and getting tired because I can't sleep otherwise. And it's beautiful to talk to people. I love it, and everybody. I make friends with everyone. Mm -hmm. You know, I, that's how I survived 30 years. If I just thought of business, money, and all this nonsense, I couldn't have continued, you know. But because every day people who come in, they're like my friends. It's like family. Mm -hmm. I've seen people there for so long, and it's just like second family. So I enjoy it thoroughly. And when did the idea first occur to you to, to start photographing your customers? Oh, a long time ago. This project is the new project. I have a project before this one, which is 20-something years old, but I haven't shown the pictures of those yet. But uh, those, I took photographs of my customers at the counter. 
but it's more candid and uh, catching, you know. It's, it's more take and go, you know. Not wash and go, yeah. take and go. <laughs> <laughs> but, but these ones were more orchestrated. Yeah. The ones yeah. which is OX4. 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 Which, which is the project that I first saw. Um, and people who are listening can, can check out uh, the photographs online if they, yeah. if they search for your name, Kasim Akimian. Um, we, we were talking about a book, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, there, there is no book currently. Um, so let, let's talk about these pictures. So mm-hmm. um, two things struck me about these photographs when I saw them. One was the... From a formal perspective, they are a series of portraits against a, a white backdrop, and they're all lit in the same way. So there's a real opportunity as a viewer to understand and enjoy and spend time with the difference between people. Yeah, you know, because it sort of highlights the, the difference because the the setting is is so consistent. And the and the other thing I think, which is really unusual for such a sort of technically competent body of work is the the warmth mm. it feels like there is a genuine connection between um you the photographer and and, and the people in front of the camera and what one often feels in portraiture a certain sort of coldness or distance you know as if the person is is being observed from a sort of critical distance but there's a lovely yeah. um I'm waffling now. You know what I mean, don't you? Yeah. Now, now, well, the purpose of this, prop, you know, the my intention, my intention, let's say, of doing this project was this. I put, set some rules for myself, some limits or yeah. standards. I said, okay, let's take the pictures in the same place with a white background, nothing interrupting, uh, no props, uh, one camera, one lens, and bring the ca- uh, is the only important thing in the photograph is the person and the character and what I want to show the relationship between me and the person. And let me see how many pictures can I take in this spot and bring some interesting points about people, people's characters, and, uh, you know, so on, so on, so on. That was the challenge that I made for myself. And I, these portraits, I wanted to keep for myself, really. It wasn't for show. Um, I wanted, uh, it is about the people in the pictures, not about me, really. Obviously, you can't do that once you take photographs. It, it is between between the photographer and the sitter. So the, it is about both of them, really. Yes. Uh, how you perceive the people. Yeah. But I didn't want, I tried to be about, make it as much about them and their inner character as possible without interference. And keep that essence that I have seen in them and I like. Why do I like that person? I like to keep that character that I liked in that person for me. Like a souvenir, like a family book album, as a friend's album. That's what my purpose was. Mm-hmm. And, and also, so your, your motivation wasn't to, to have a show in a gallery? No, no, I wasn't thinking about that at all. No, yeah. The reason I made that book, which I showed you, 
That's uh, what do you call it? Not Blair. What is the name? Photo box. My friend made it because I'm old, and I'm not. I did this project in digital form because I wanted to show the people what is coming out, so they get comfortable. Because if they don't know what's coming as the result of the photographs I've taken, they might be a bit uh, nervous. Also, it costs less because if I had to get film and develop, okay. So I made that book. I thought. Everybody would ask, why are you taking, what do you want to take pictures? So I thought to make it fast, because I don't have time to explain, because I'm cooking at some. This is in between cooking, people waiting. I would take them and take the photographs with, within the 45 seconds, one minute, and then come back and do things and serve the other people. Okay. Uh, so I made this book, so it is quick. When they say, what are you doing? I said, this is what I'm doing. Do you mind? Is, and then they would feel comfortable. I see. That's why I made the book. I see. So, so you don't need to get into a long conversation. That's right. So, go, it's this. Yeah, and then people saw the book, you know. Yeah. So that's how the exhibition came about. Ah, I see. But it wasn't my intention in the beginning. Uh, what happened, um, as I was showing the people like this, so I photographed them, uh, one, of my photograph, uh, one of my customers, very nice lady, she went and told uh, to Oxford Mail about this. Okay. And Oxford Mail phoned me. The newspaper? Yes, yes, I think so, yeah. Was it Oxford Mail? Yeah, and they said, oh, we heard this. On, on National Chip Day, they phoned me. And they asked me some questions about chips and so on. And they said, ah, we, we hear that you are photographing your customers. So I said, yes, how do you know? Who told you that? And they told me, and so on. So on. They said, do you mind if we send a photographer to photograph you? And we interview you on the tele on the telephone. I said okay, and then it went. Uh, then the Oxford BBC Radio BBC Oxford phoned me and said, "Can we do an interview?" And then they did the film on their uh, website, uh, Face Facebook, and um, then it went. Uh, that went viral, nearly two million people, and this is how it came out. I see. I see. And then the exhibition, uh, my old fire station one was interested, they yeah. came to me and they said, yeah, we like to do that. Yeah. And then through an f- introduction to a very good friend of mine who yeah. wrote the introduction to my uh, An Eye for Iran book, which you were talking about, a very yeah. dear friend of mine, yeah. his name is James Attlee, he's a fantastic writer, uh-huh. by the way. Uh, he introduced me to Modern Art Oxford uh, he, through his introduction, and they, they became interested, and then the exhibition came about. I see, I see. Otherwise, in the beginning, it wasn't yeah, for that. Yeah, it was yeah, just yeah. private work. I see, I see. Yeah. And how do you um, how do you decide who to who to photograph? Where, 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 well, I, I what, photograph what, what, as many people as possible. Just, just in, whoever in, comes in. in. Yeah, yes, I try. I try to get a, a cross section of the whole uh, community yeah. who lives near me and my my friends and customers as many as I could. Mm-hmm. Obviously, it depended on how much, t- how busy it was. So sometimes yeah. I missed somebody because yeah. there were twenty people waiting. Or yeah, five so, yeah. But if that must was, be frustrating when you've, you've got yes, a long line and annoyed. somebody really yeah, interesting I, I comes oh, in. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I have, but anyway, I'm still doing some. Yeah. But not as fervently as as okay. uh, heavy duty as before. So is it, is it normally just one person working in the shop? Or? Well, most of the time it's me, and then my son comes at night and okay, helps. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, and do most people say yes, or is it 50-50? Or? Most people said yes, yeah, yes. Okay. But there are some people who are absolutely against it, and some people 
have to make up their minds. Yeah. Or I have to soften them up and then yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. So tell me a little bit about how it is. So you, you take people around the back of the shop. You've painted a, a wall <laughs> white, white yeah. um, uh, which is just a regular back wall. It, it, because it has a sort of, it's not in direct sunlight. No. It has a lovely uniform light across That's it, right, it? Yes. it could easily be a studio with several thousand pounds of yeah. lighting rig. Yeah, but it's, it's not. Nothing, is it? yeah. it's, it's a back wall around just there. Just in the garden. In, yeah. the, in, in the garden. So you, you take people around the back and do you, do you ask them to pose in a certain way? Or how, how do you, how do you well, work with I, people? Well, I... Uh, the people I know, I try to, but they usually do what they usually do with me. Yeah. So I take the I take the pictures very quickly and they're comfortable with me before they know what has hit them. So the usually the first picture is the real one. Okay. The essence. Yeah. With the essence. Yeah. People I don't know, I look at them and see. I try to show the best of people. I must. Uh, say that first whoever I know I know or I don't it doesn't matter whether I know them or I don't know I yeah. try to bring the best of people out you know mm-hmm. people I don't know very well I, I look at them and see okay maybe this way they look beautiful in their ways and whatever character they have or strong points they have I try to bring out you know so obviously I try to uh, direct them not too forcefully mm. to that mm whatever mm-hmm. position or whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. And uh, some people are very nervous mm. in the beginning. So you take a few, you know, one or two pictures, mm-hmm. so talk to them. When they soften up and they, they just relax, you take it quickly. So you have got them before they get nervous again. So you have to play differently with different mm-hmm. people. So I, I guess the... Um the lessons in psychology you've learned from running a chip shop for 30 years come in uh, yes, to photography yes, you have as well. to judge. Because another thing that, um, you know, that strikes you looking at the book is that while they are all in a, in a similar setup on, a similar, on the same camera with the same lens, and that there's, there's a real variety in, um, in pose mm. and gesture. Yeah. Sometimes they're looking down the lens, sometimes they're looking off. The size of the shot is slightly different. Mm. The, there is... Um, within the sort of limitations of the setup, but an incredible diversity photographically as, as there is in, in, in diversity of people that you photograph. Too. Thank you. Thank you. Well, I do what suits the sitter. Mm. As mm. I say, I want them to be important. Mm. And isn't it funny? I, 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 we, I think we sort of, um, we all have an interior life, don't we? Yes. You know, we all have our... Uh, you know the things going on inside our heads, our cares and our hopes, and our and our, 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 our interior lives. And we assume, I think, that that life is closed off and is not visible. But I think when you look at these photographs, yeah. you see, you see. I mean, we. I don't know because I don't know any of the people in the, mm. these photographs. You probably know better than I do. But you can see those people who are maybe not in a great place that day and other people who are and you can see care worn into some people's eyes and just how the, whether the eye is looking down the lens and how it looks down the lens and yes. there's an extraordinary amount to be read into yeah. every single frame isn't there yeah yeah human beings are very fascinating most complex yeah, that was my pur- one of my purposes 
was in collecting these photographs for myself, was if I ever put them together, and if anybody looked them, at them in a book, as a collection, they, every, t- every time they would turn a page, they would smile with love and admiration for the person who is photographed. Because they feel, although they don't know them, they would feel close to them, as if they know them. Because that's how I saw them in the photo. I know them. This is what I see. I wanted the people to see that. Uh, That was my intention. I I hope I have conveyed it, God willing. Yeah. Yeah. I I like to do that. And it was good because quite often people came afterwards and they said they had been to the exhibition and so on and so on, or saw the the book. And they said, we saw this person in your exhibition in the street and we thought we knew them. And we were going to talk to them and then suddenly realized, wait a minute, I don't know this guy. I know him through the photographs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I am happy to hear that. When yeah. I heard that, I was very happy. Yeah, yeah. It was beautiful to hear that yes. because I love to if bring people together, their hearts together, the communities together, if I can, through photography or whatever I can do. Yeah. So I was very pleased. And uh, it's... Important, yes, isn't it today? I mean, I mean, it's, it, obviously, it's an important thing at any time. But, always, um, always. But, but ooh, there are there are people and powers that would divide us at the moment. And, uh, and one of the great things I think about your work and uh, especially this project is um, it unifies rather than divides. Yes, we have to be unified. We are all the same family. I enjoyed doing that project. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Beautiful, very, very mm. happy. Mm. I'm glad I did it. Mm. It's a pure joy, mm. pure joy. One of the reasons I, I was, uh, you know, I was captivated by your work and, and curious was because I, I read that, you know, you run this fish and chip shop. So I, I do quite a few workshops for creative professionals. And one of the things I often ask when I have a room full of designers or uh, writers is is who does something outside of work that is creative that isn't professional you know and and very few people put their hands up and I I think in a way you have to do stuff outside of work that's creative if you want to keep your kind of soul alive creatively but people often say well I don't have time and then I I say well is this guy who's uh, Mm. He works in a fish and chip shop seven days a week. And he, he's, mm. it, it, it's really about working with the circumstances you have, isn't it? To, you see, to find a way to make work. In Persian, we have something which says, <laughs> Willingness is to be able to do. I, I don't know how you say it. Uh, to want is... Is there something in English? Yeah, uh, willingness to be able to do. Uh, you get to you want, what you want. I don't know. Anyway, we leave the translation. Yeah. If you want to do something, you can always do it, really. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. Where, uh, that's right. There. That's right. Okay. Where there is a will, there's a way. a way. Yeah. So these are all excuses. There's always a little bit of time. And if you use that time 
to do creative things that you like, it brings you alive. It gives you energy. Yeah. Otherwise, you wither away. Yes. And become forlorn. Yeah. Because uh, you're not doing what you like, and then it's yeah. not good, is it? Yes. Yeah. So try to find time, or even at work, do it. Or on the way to work, you could do something. Or on the way home, or at lunchtime. At yeah, lunchtime. Yeah, yeah. You know, take a short break and do what you like. If yes. it's if something that you can do, otherwise, there's always time. There's always a way. Don't, yeah. How do you say it in Persian? Khostanta vonestanas. Khostanta vonestanas. Yes. Okay, thanks. My first bit of uh, <laughs> Persian. I uh, think, yeah. Yeah. Uh, thanks for humouring me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and it seems to give you a lot of energy, photography. So yes. you, you, you picked me up from the station mm-hmm. um, and uh, in, in the middle of a busy road at Oxford, we pulled a, a U-turn uh-huh. and you leapt out of the car <laughs> to, to, to photograph um, a builder's dog that, yeah. you, that you'd noticed as we drove past. Yeah, it was funny. It was lovely to see you work like that. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, you must always be on the look for uh, for your projects. I mean, for your interests. Mm. Don't limit yourself to time. Always be ready. Mm. Always be ready. And what, what what do you think the what is the impulse? You know, what what makes you what 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 draws you to? You know, we're surrounded by um, all this life. Beauty every day. Beauty. Everything yeah. is interesting, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. Everything is interesting. Well, what what draws you to to select a, a, a frame to put a frame around something and press I don't the know. shutter? <laughs> Composition perhaps is yeah. important. Yeah. Uh, humor. Everything. I mean, beauty, humor, composition. Some point that I want to show. All, all, all you, I mean, keep your mind. I, I always keep it, keep my eyes open mm. for anything. Mm. Uh, sometimes people tell, tell me, You have done so many things. What is your style? I said, Look, my style is, I don't care about style. I want, mm. uh, because I don't have much time. Yeah. I can't come out and think, I'm, Today I'm going to do this particular sort of photography. Like, you know, blah, blah, amusing one or something like that or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I look for everything. And you take pictures, whatever comes, for instance. Uh, so you, you don't waste your time, right? So I think it's open to, it's good to keep your mind open and uh, eyes open and uh, do few projects at the same time. Mm-hmm. Otherwise you miss so many because you're thinking of just one thing. And then you put them back in the collections. Yeah, and it sounds funny, but uh, my mind is very hyperactive, so I can't. I think so many things at the same time. Probably, yeah. Maybe for a normal person, they think this man is mad. <laughs> What's he talking about? Yeah. But yeah, but those people who only think on one direction, yeah. they should concentrate on one direction. Yes, and finish that. Many people are like that. Yeah, but I'm not tidy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're happy to have a more broad approach. Yeah, I, I'm just. I want to be free. Yeah, when you, when you take a photograph, uh, when you take a portrait in particular, I think it's quite important to be in the moment, isn't it? Oh, the portraits, yes, portraits is different. Yeah, yeah. portraits is uh, with that person. Yeah, you, you have to connect to that person. But I'm just talking in general. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah portrait is you have to concentrate yeah. between the sitter and the taker. Yeah, yeah. Have you have you ever photographed landscapes? 
Not I have. I do. Mm. I do landscape. I do abstract. I, I do art, street photography, yeah. for the report, reportage yeah. sort of thing. Uh, all those things. I do. I do anything which comes okay. my way. Yeah. Uh, um, but this was the first time I did portraiture. Really? Yeah. Because yeah. your your first book that I saw was. Um, was kind of street photography in Iran, wasn't yeah, it? Yes, really. um, that was, yeah, I went around just... What's that book called? There, first? An Eye for Iran. An Eye for Iran. I think that's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah that was my... Uh, me- uh, things, I, I like sketchbook. Okay. When I, I was yeah. on holiday for yeah. a couple of days, a couple of weeks, I think, two yeah. three weeks, and I just took some pictures to, to show. Okay, yeah. how did that become a book? Had that? Oh yeah, I had an ex- uh, exhibition in uh, the North Wall. Yeah, the North Wall in in Somerton. Uh and uh, people came and saw it, and they wanted to make a book. I think they were called Garnet Publishers, Garnet Publishing. So I said, okay. So they made a book of the some of the pictures. Mm. That's how it became. Mm. And that's that's a different style of photography, isn't it, really? it's um, Yeah, that's different. Yeah. It was with film black and white. Yeah. Different. As I said, I did quite a few different things. Yes. Yeah, I've done a project in Rio. In Rio? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Well, I went there for a couple of weeks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> yeah. There are worse places to go yeah, for a couple nice of weeks. Yeah, it's a nice place. And I took... Uh, Picture of cross sec- a cross section of things happening in Rio. I see carnival, people, what they're doing uh, to show you the life and uh, in a gentle way, in a try to make it a bit of a poetic way of showing, so you feel. But we love, but showing informative, but different, you know, like a reportage, but not reportage harsh. Mm. Like an arty, mm-hmm. lovey yeah. way. Yes. You know, that's it. I've done it, but I haven't shown anybody yet. Okay. But I've scanned the films, but probably I've got about, I took about 50 rolls of films. Wow. Okay. <laughs> so I probably have got about, you know, two, three hundred pictures. Yeah. But I have to clean them. Mm-hmm. I have to learn how to do that. Probably. Are you happy with the work? Do you think you might? Yeah, I can't say I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. I, I think it's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think probably, Yeah. Do you, do you ever do you ever look at your own work and go, wow, that, I, I'm really pleased with that as a photo. I, I really nailed it there. Or no, I look you, and you, say, oh, thank God. Okay. You put me in the right place. Yeah. Put me, give me the right composition. Yeah. yeah. And thank you very much. <laughs> yeah. Because if I if if you see photography, everything has to come together. Mm. Thank God for having the eye to see it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I don't set my photographs up, I mean, the, the street ones. So it must happen to, for me to see it. Mm-hmm. And I must be in this, you know, so it's mm-hmm. all good fortune. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's so a lot of luck required. As yeah, a so I can't be too proud. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I can be grateful. Yeah. Not proud. Grateful, not proud. I like that, yeah. Because mm-hmm. when you shoot on film, there's anybody listening will know uh, there is that particular feeling isn't there which must be unique to photographers when you've you've seen something 
and the light's been good and the composition's been good and the subject is interesting and you've pressed the shutter and you think, Whoa, And you're praying. I think this, <laughs> I think this might be something. But until you've, yeah. until you've seen that image printed yeah. or, or indeed on The film comes back. Yeah. You, yeah. Do, you just don't know. Yeah, you that's just don't exciting. Know. It's really exciting yeah. because yeah. most of the time it's not quite as good, right. but occasionally yeah. it is, and that's, that's a wonderful back, thing. Yeah, yeah, that is beautiful. Yeah. That feeling of seeing the result yeah, yeah. that you wanted yeah. and it has come out properly the way you wanted it really ha- makes you happy. Yeah, but then also what's interesting is the inverse is true, isn't it? That you can have taken a shot which you thought was nothing. Yes, that's good. And, and then you, you're looking through and you go, mm. hang on a minute, there, there's something really fascinating. Yeah. Well, there's, a, there's, a, there's a detail in the picture that you, you hadn't noticed, consciously yes. at least. Yes. Well, yeah, that's sometimes true as well. Yeah, sometimes true as well. But I think in the beginning, people, when they do photography, they have people who they admire, they look up to. So they copy them. They try to copy them. Usually badly. Then it depends. Some people mature and uh, develop their own style much earlier than the others. Some people later, and then they do their own work. And uh, you know, so for street photography, you have to develop a, f- a vision that you th- see things really quickly and you're not thinking anymore about it it ha- because brain is very fast uh, it works so fast you, don't, you know it, you must train it so ha- somehow that uh, you're not thinking about it but later on when you print it you know what you have yeah but people say wow look at this is it luck but sometimes obviously sometimes it's luck something happened mm. something but generally no Mm. you know mm. because you you know that the composition is right you take it you're seeing from corner to corner you know mm. there's something quite instinctive about instinct yeah with instinct yes with instinct I'm not very good at street yeah. I'm too too. I'm a bit irrational and, and, yeah. and thinky but uh, I, the, the, one, one of the photographers I really admire is uh, Joel Meyerowitz the sure, American Marcus, yes, uh, the street photographer, and he—he, he, um, I, I uh, read an interview with him once where he talked about being exquisitely present. You know that he—I've well, watched f- film of him photographing, and he's a bit like an animal. You know, it's a bit like hmm. a wild animal, just sort of prowling around. You know, like a, a wild cat or something. Just yes, he, he, he's 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 taking everything in, and he's ready to pounce. Yeah, he's very good. At any moment, and it's, mm. I guess it's a little bit like that, isn't it? You've got to be, you've got to be there in the, in, he's in, good. In, he's in, good. in that moment. Yeah, he's very good. He's good. Vinogrand was very good too. Yes, yeah. I think they were buddies. Uh, yeah, they're friends. I think. Yeah, they're, they're a bunch of friends, and the English one, uh, Tony Ray Jones. Tony Ray Jones. But he yeah. died very quick. He died young. Yeah, he did. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah. Cartier Bresson. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, the decisive moment. And, he was and very that. good. Yeah. But his system sometimes was different. He waited. Mm. He saw something. And, but uh, Winogrand, I think, he just took it. He mm. saw it fast. Mm. Very fast. Yeah. Um, hmm. They yeah. are very good. They are very yeah. good. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You've got to be quick. Yeah. So I think, you know. 
Do you do you go out and do much street photography now, or yes, when I get a chance, when you get like, on a day off, I, whenever I go out, I have a camera with me. At yeah. least one, yeah, generally, yeah. because I feel as if something is missing. If you don't have a camera, do you wear a belt? I do wear a belt, and if you don't wear it, how do you feel? Not um, comfortable. Like my trousers are going to fall down. Yeah, that's the way I feel without the camera in my Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's uncomfortable. Okay, yeah, right. <laughs> like many have one socks on and yeah. one, one sock not on. Okay, yeah. Something's not quite <laughs> Something right. Something's not right. Yeah. It's very okay. strange. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. Yeah. So you always have a camera. Generally, 99.9% of the time I have a camera with me. Yeah. yeah. And you, you photograph the builder's dog on your phone. I noticed. Yeah, you, yeah. You use your phone quite a bit. Sometimes I do, yeah. Yeah. Although you're not, you don't seem to um, engage with Instagram particularly in... No. Social media. As no. I said, I did for myself. Yeah. I'm not interested in fame or... Yeah. I yeah. don't care. Yeah. I just want the image. Yeah. Because it's lovely. It's, I just love it. Do you know? It's like music. Hmm? Some good band, you go to the concert, sit with the other people and listen to it. Enjoy it. But you can still like, listen to a good system at home. Doesn't mean, you know, you have to do it with people. You can do it yourself. This is like that. It's private. But of course, sometimes people find, like to see something mm. and say, Cass, can you show these things? So, yeah, okay. But I enjoyed their enjoyment. Mm. Uh, I, but I'm happy that they're enjoying what I enjoy doing. And they like it. I'm, obviously, I get chuffed. But uh, what that's it. Mm. Really. It's just for the love of it. Just enjoy it. Yeah, just enjoy it. You know. <laughs> well, I think um, that's a really good place to finish. Your um, your joy and love for what you do and the people you photograph is is uh, mm. you know really you. evident in the work. It's um, thank it's, you, thank it's, you. It's, I've, I've really enjoyed looking at it, and um, thank it's you. Been a real, very real, real pleasure to, to to meet you and have lunch with you, and thank you. Hopefully, other people will um, thank you. derive the same pleasure from your work. Thank you. It's, pleasure uh, is mine. Okay. Wish you all the best, and everybody, all the best. Perfect. Mm. Thanks, Cash. Thank you, Richard. Kasim Akimi, what a lovely human being. Having listened to our chat, you'll know that he's a fairly humble bloke and as a result, his work's not easy to find. He doesn't even have a website and he's not particularly active on Instagram. But if you go to my website and the podcast page, you can see a selection of images or you can search OX4 and his name and you'll see some of the chip shop portraits. Next time, we'll be diving into the wonderful world bizarre and wonderful world of artist, designer and inventor, Mr. Dominic Wilcox. For now, goodbye.